Hello and welcome to the Soulful Valley podcast. If you're a regular listener, thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. If you're new here and don't know me yet, I'm your host, Katie Carey, independent publisher of books that matter and an international best-selling author. And of course, the host of this globally ranked podcast. I help metaphysical coaches and healers gain confidence, clarity, raise their visibility and their credibility giving them the opportunity to shine their light brighter so that the people they are here to serve can find them. I do this by creating opportunities for them to become best-selling authors in my multi-author and solo book projects. I also offer one-to-one mentorship services to help spiritual business owners find and unlock their limiting beliefs. In this podcast, I'll be sharing wisdom from myself, coaches, authors and energy healers that could be just what you need to transform your life today. You can connect with me via the Contact Katie button at my website at www.soulfulvalley.com. Antonio de Souza, formerly a plasterer by trade, is now officially an author having just published his first book, The Lockdown on Self-Love. He was going through a troublesome time in his life when 2020 came along and gave him the opportunity to introspect. The most important relationship there will ever be and is, is the one with yourself. The most important project you will ever work on is yourself, is what he discovered. Personal development and spirituality saved his life. Kiss yourself on the hand at the moment you wake up every morning and say, hello, beautiful, have the best day ever, you legend, is a message he loves to share. Antonio proclaims life has not been easy. I felt like I had only been existing for as long as I can remember. He is passionate about sharing his story and loves to inspire. For more about Antonio and to connect with him, visit www.u-volve.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the Soulful Valley podcast, Antonio. Hello. (laughs) Hello, Antonio. You um, came to my attention via TikTok. I don't know if you realise that, but I I saw you on your TikTok channel. And uh, so I scrolled through a few of your videos and I just got really excited that there was a man in the UK who has a history of going through the things that you've been through, Mm. talking about self-love. I haven't seen any men in the UK talking about it in particular. And I thought, you know, this this is really good. I want him on my podcast. So I quickly connected to you everywhere else. And then I got to be a beta reader for your book as well, which I'm really, really pleased that you asked me if I'd like to be a beta reader. And for our audience, you haven't got a clue what we're talking about. Would you like to introduce yourself, who you are and what you do in the world? 
Yeah, first of all, I just would like to say, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for being a better reader. Thank you as well for your support, you know, uh, for your kindness. Um, yeah, it's been really nice engaging with you, and here I am, you know. Um, so, yeah, without any further ado, my name is Antonio, uh, Antonio D'Souza, and uh, I'm the author of The Lockdown on Self-Love, subtitled How to Make Suffering Work for You. I think that kind of sums up, I think the subtitle sums up my my journey, you know. Basically, I was blessed, to be honest with you, with the opportunity of 2020, 2000, yeah, that, that sounded weird there, 2020, yeah. Yeah, because we all um, say 2020, don't we? <laughs> 2020, yeah, that's why I was, yeah, 2020, 2020, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I was going through some, some stuff, you know, cognitive dishonesty. I went through a really bad, well, I went through a troublesome time through a, with a breakup and breakups are never easy right but for me I guess because I've, I've only ever been in in two serious long-term relationships and um, I've always been a bit sensitive you know I've always felt that about me really sensitive yeah it's really fascinating really sorry I'm just kind of reflecting there because I've always come to my mind it's like what was I really lacking and I suppose I just really lacked just connections some big cuddle like I got you yeah you're safe you're safe with me and I was neither offering that to myself, you know. I um I had a really bad drug problem that I, I never really addressed. I was under the illusion that, um, I mean, I had no friends and I've always tried to fit in and things just kind of spiraled out of control. And then so far as addictions is concerned, especially when they stem out of trauma, for me, you know, I, for one, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. But then here's the thing with addictions as well, especially with stimulants of, of any kind. Uh, hard drugs you know for me it was uh it was class a yeah you really have no idea what you're getting yourself into because then you form like a bogeyman inside it's a heart palpitations um a sinking feeling and uh and this calling to go grab it because there's so much excitement and um and then the negotiations in your mind like uh so that's what i mean about the bogeyman there's just this like you're possessed basically and especially when you form like um any codependencies so far as to uh, emotional and mental support and then you might along the way like pick up some some other habits you know which um yeah i ended up uh, cut, cut a story short i ended up down a dark uh, road really and uh yeah it just all formed out of for one it was just one of those things where i was at the wrong place at the right, wrong time and then one particular night i kind of needed to escape and that's what I mean. I had no idea what the what I was getting myself into. Before you know it, uh, I was uh, addicted, and that formed other that that bled into other habituals, which weren't particularly healthy. So yeah, going back to three years ago, I went through a bad breakup. She she had enough. You know, she supported me, and I I really hurt her. I'm uh, I'm really I can now look back and and acknowledge you know that my attitude wasn't healthy, my habits wasn't healthy. The way I conducted myself wasn't healthy. You know, there wasn't really a lot of healthy things going on. I was reactive, had a victim mentality. It's an interesting one now because now I look at myself as a partner. And was I a decent partner? Part of me kind of wants to, wants, part of me wants to admit that no, I wasn't. You know, I wasn't able to offer, offer a love and support. And, and it's little things like I've, I've started to, it's interesting, right? I mentioned about my, I used to always be sensitive. Mm. But then as a, as a masculine, we're led to believe that that's a bad thing. 
you know, anytime he feels like maybe I'm kind of being a bit, just with my stance, I might be crossing my, my legs, for example, mm. or the way I'm, I'm holding myself. And it might seem like I'm a little bit feminine so far as from the perspective that how a man should conduct himself. I hope I'm making sense. You're definitely but, making sense. And particularly in Britain, because I think I think that that's just been the way it's been, hasn't it, for a long time that you're expected to get on with it, be the man, don't cry. Yeah. stand up for yourself all these things that all of it really has been rooted in trauma when you look back to for me I look at my because my dad was an addict as well so I look back and I've seen things that have shown me the trauma of of when he was a child and what his parents went through and of course you had the war <laughs> with my my mum's parents yeah. so 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 it, it's passed down general generationally then isn't it and yeah. there's there's both sides of that relationship. There's the person who has the addiction problems, and then there's the person who is attracted to the addict in the first place, mm. who has codependency issues. And for me, so I was the daughter of an addict, and then I became the wife of an addict. And I felt like he was my soulmate, but what I was really doing is my body was attracted to the familiarity that I grew up in which is crazy when you think about it. <laughs> I wouldn't have logically chosen that. But there's there's all of these trauma responses going on in all directions mm. from both sides. Yeah, yeah. And I think from what I've read of your story and what I've seen of you, actually sitting down and going through your life the way that you did, a lot of people in addiction recovery are not going back to sort out, deal with the trauma. And that's why they end up in this cycle, repeating and repeating and repeating. But you actually did it. You actually went back and looked at all of the traumas from being born all the way through your life. And I think that's yeah. why it's different for you, which is another reason I wanted you on the podcast. Best thing that happened in my life. I mean, you know, one of the things, so when I, when I mentioned so far as what was I like as a partner and wondering whether I was a good partner and then now being able to be like, no, I wasn't a good partner. So far as with what I meant to say, allowing yourself to be sensitive and vulnerable is also being able to display your lady love, like being affectionate, you know. When at times it felt like in the past I wasn't able to be affectionate because I felt vulnerable and I felt like it's weak i suppose or i don't want to show that i'm invulnerable i don't want to show that i weird, right my partner was affectionate so it was a complete completely different True. oh me too yeah i was very affectionate but i mean there's times as a man for every reason is my point is allowing yourself to be vulnerable yeah and maybe look i was insecure as well so mm. that doesn't that doesn't help you know and usually as well that comes from both sides because you've both got insecurities going on that, yeah. that that make yeah. it that that I know from um looking you know with hindsight we can see a lot can't we there's plenty of times that I made situations far worse than they needed to be because of my reactions to events particularly relapses it was always the end of the world to me and I, I remember um there was a time when I literally felt like I was about to have a heart attack it my body was responding really badly to just the very fact that he'd had a relapse so I wasn't a good partner to be with for him. Can I say something about that as well? Yeah, go on. It's really interesting. So I've had relapses throughout uh, this book writing experience. I've rebounded. Here I am, you know, writing a book, deciding, knowing that the end goal ultimately is going to end up published. And I've, you know, rebounded and thought I've jeopardized myself, you know. And, I'm, you know, what if somebody recorded me? What if somebody, you know... I'm going to get humiliated. I'm going to be such a joke. I'm going to be laughing stock. 
people are going to take the piss out of me and it's irreversible. I'll always be known as that guy. So that was an interesting part of um, this unfoldment so far as with what I've done with the book because it's a lot, it's so much interesting stuff to breathe into really so far as now I've just let it all out really. It doesn't, I'm not carrying a rucksack with me, you know, full of just stuff I'd rather people not know about. Um, I'm liberated. And for anyone that's listening that, you know, has a journey like this, but they couldn't see themselves putting it in a book, the very, the very act of journaling through your experiences, journaling it all out, you don't have to share it with people if you don't no. want to. The fact that no. you're visiting it yourself, yeah. looking at it properly yourself, your own story, your, your perspective of it, you can also then when you're looking at that, because I'm sure like I've written chapters as well, but the chapters I've written haven't necessarily completely gone out in the book because they've, they've changed when I've gone back to revisit it and, and look at it. You know, how much yeah. of that am I, how much of that do I need to share? How much of this is about me healing? And it, mm. I don't need to share it all. I don't need, need to, you know, so some people are going to really not be able to write a book. There's not many people that will write a book. I think the top 1%, 1%, 2% write books. But if you can journal the stuff out and then then have a look at it and what you've written and question like whether it's all true because sometimes we're you know we're writing stuff that's coming out it's not even true <laughs> it's like our perception is so screwy that it isn't what we're writing isn't even true yeah so so there's yeah. there's all different angles that you come at this isn't there and and I think that writing can probably is probably more healing than most of the modalities that I've used to try and heal myself you're right yeah because it's there literally black and white. It's not in your head. It's not anywhere else. You can actually look at it. Just getting it out. Getting it out yeah. instead of and your that, body holding on to it. Yeah. So that's interesting with what you shared as well. I guess the reason why I've published is because at the back of my mind, um, as a, here I am, you know, as a plasterer. And a, a lot of interesting stuff came into it. Look, I hope I don't, I, I'm going to share this. One day I was at work. I'm a plasterer by trade. Uh, so for anybody that doesn't know what a plasterer is, I work in the construction field. Uh, and I use my hands. I use a clay substance, a stucco. I basically walk into a shithole and uh, leave it immaculate, uh, new fresh walls and ceilings. And uh, yeah, one day I was really struggling. You know, there's something I've been feeling into for a long time. Just my job is physical. It's, it's, um, it's sets. Uh, it has a time before it sets. Different backgrounds um, uh, means uh, the, 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 the product sets at different rates, sometimes a bit quicker. So without what I mean to say, sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm around like a headless chicken, bearing in mind mess as well and having to carry around tools. And one day I was at work and this was a little under two years ago and uh, I was at work and I was breathing into you know, I'm being perfectly honest. I was breathing into what it would feel like to be so successful, like have money, have, have security. And I've never felt like that in my life, but I was just in my mind. I was listening to a podcast. I was allowing myself to be inspiring. Something happened inside of me, basically, where I was under so much pain. And uh, because I was going to, at that particular time, it was uh, at the very beginning stages of my breakup. We weren't talking. I wasn't seeing my daughter. I was in a real pickle because I was under conflict with everybody, with everybody because no one wanted to know. And then I was getting frustrated because I couldn't talk about myself because the attention was always on some everyone else and why, how different I should be and, and this and the other. So a lot of, a lot of, uh, it was really difficult for me if, I'll be, if I'm being honest. 
So, um, <clears throat> yeah, like, so going back into, I don't know what happened, but I had a shift. I was really feeling into this success. I've, I've never felt like, yes, I can, you know? I was just allowing my brain to find why. And getting to the point, one day I got up out of my bed and decided to write on a vision board that I'd created that was influenced by um, the 21-day uh, meditation by Deepak Chopra. And, yeah, that's why I've done the vision board. But there was a gap. And on that gap that night, I got up impulsively and said, I would write a book. And I always looked at it and thought to myself, shut up, write a book. I sometimes look at it like in the morning, at night time, I was always, always look at the vision board by night. And I wrote that I'm going to write a book, you know, you would be inspired by Echo Thule and Russell Brand. I don't know if you follow Russell Brand. I, but- I follow them both. I love them both. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Echo Tuli for his spirituality and wisdom and, and mind, uh, mindfulness. I'll, mindfulness is that. Yeah, I don't know how I'll come up with that, to be honest with you. It was just, and Russell Brand for his charisma and openness. Yeah, one day I just, it, it was just that thingy of like, what am I giving my life to? You know, what am I giving my life to? And I'm glad for this decision. It hasn't come easy. It's been very, very hard. I've, I've really had to confront every single limited belief and, uh, I don't know, where I, I wonder sometimes where I've got the strength from. And I'm still at the point in my life where I almost, almost don't believe that I've written a book. I almost don't believe that. Sometimes I just... It's like, quite oh, surreal right. afterwards, isn't it? It's like, it's like, really? I did that? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, huh? And so, that thing that's been me, so out for me is like something that was so out of reach for so long. Yeah. And then, yeah. and you think it's a really big deal, but then wow. it... But it might have been for you. You might have had some pushback with yours. But I, I think I think most people didn't read mine that know me that well anyway. <laughs> so I've been um, lucky in that department. Me too. Yeah, I can, I can testify to that. But yeah, look, for me, it was like, what have I got to lose? What have I got to lose? I mean, what, what else? What am I going to do in my life? I've been, I've been blessed with these ideas and I've just felt grateful for it and took action. And you're happier, aren't you? You're happier because you're being you. Yeah, There's yeah. no more mask, is there? You'll be in the real you. You'll be in the real you that can express your truth. And I think someone speaking up and being an advocate for people with addiction problems, it's needed because there's so much, there's still so much judgment around it. People don't realise, you know, it's an illness just like dementia or cancer. In fact, some of those things are caused by some addictions. So, yeah. but you're still you're treated harshly for something that is an illness and is about the physical biology that's going on in your brain. I I learned quite a lot of this from Mark Stiles when we did some projects and he came on and did um, an interview and he talked about how for the addict, the substance is the body believes that the substance is needed as much as oxygen and water. That's why, that's why there is no real ability to make a choice because the part of your brain that makes choices rationally as well doesn't work properly it's been messed up by the substance so that's why it's so hard so for you to come to the point that you've come to i just think it's wonderful that you're you're out there for other people to be a light let's talk about spirituality because there's another thing that excited me about you is that you're spiritual you talk about spiritual concepts you understand because it's really really hard as well for people who don't have an understanding of spiritual spirituality the universe intuition things like that for them to to not end up slipping back into everybody else's logical opinion 
mm. and belief, yeah, that the world really does work a completely different way when you're tapped into something greater than you, mm. which is which is what spirituality is for me. It's like I'm never I never feel alone because I tap into my spiritual energy, spirit around me. So I'm not lonely. And people don't get that either. How can I not be lonely? How can I not be traumatized by the anniversary of deaths of people? Because I don't believe they've gone. <laughs> so, so that really works for me. And I think that's something that that could be missing for people who struggle as well, is that they haven't got that spiritual connection or belief in something higher than themselves that could help them. Am I talking load of rubbish here? Do, do you agree? <laughs> you will. No, you're talking absolute. Yeah, uh, look, I'm still finding my voice, if I'm honest with you, so far as spirituality is concerned. Well, that's a long it... journey, isn't it? That's a long journey as well. There's yeah. so yeah. much to it. Yeah, and look what you just shared about drugs, right, and trauma, and uh, the shame that's around it and the stigma, which somebody put a, I put a post uh, on my own Facebook yesterday, which was something to do with my drug addiction, uh, it was titled, My Drug Addiction Cost Me Over uh, Around £100,000. So in the last 10 years, I've done a calculation. Uh, I estimate that I've spent about £100,000. But do you know what? You've learned a big lesson there. You won't do that again. When you when you look at what you could spend it on now, because you've got all of these other doors that have opened to you and options that have opened to you, of how you could be spending your money to support you rather than devastate and ruin your life. Look, that's the fact that you've been through that. Yeah. That's something else I could get into. Like, I'm so thankful for personal development and, uh, and spirituality. And what I meant about that quote, the post really is that somebody commented, you know, like, mate, you can't say that. Like, if the police read what you've said, you've just literally self-confessed and you could get into trouble. So the reason why I shared that, it was like, because it was like uh, going back to spirituality, why I still haven't found my voice. To speak my truth, really, was that um, for me personally, spirituality, I mean, I mean, I was initiated because I, I read I read a book by Deepak Chopra for one. And I was experiencing some psychosis, which I thought was psychosis. I was wondering what the hell I was seeing when sometimes I was um, under the influence of stimulants, especially on the moments where I was starting to have, you're starting to wear out, uh, starting, to, starting to run out of the substances. And you get to a point, it's, it's what's called a come down. You, you, you just you're craving for more, and then uh, you know you just feel really um, dissociated and um, and withdrawn, and hard to describe really what a come down is. Well, I actually was medicated for my illness a few years ago. I ended up coming off of them, and the doctor gave me something called amitriptyline to help me with pain. And I remember that when I was coming off of it. I had hallucinations for two weeks. It was horrific. And that was something the doctor had prescribed to me. It was not long after where I just stopped medications because they were messing with my, my memory and my speech, my digestive system. And what people don't realise as well is that there is, you know, drugs that are prescribed by doctors that are killing people. And more than most, I'm sure it's really high up there in deaths caused by prescription medication that people become addicted to. Big thing. Oh, we so, could talk so, for hours. So I've even recognised, you know, I've I, I been through those sort of hallucinations and how scary they are. So I can't imagine what it must be like for someone who's really addicted to a substance and then yes, it's just I, not there. I know that alcohol withdrawals, I've witnessed uh, my ex go through alcohol withdrawals and how bad that was. But it's, um, yeah, 
Yeah, we could probably talk for hours on this subject. <laughs> oh, you touched, so yeah, the pharmaceutical industry, all sorts, yeah. <laughs> but, like, the hallucinations... Let's not go like, there. But, no. yeah, hallucinations, they're scary. Well, well, they're scary, but in some ways, I felt like the things that I was seeing, it was almost like I was tapping into a parallel universe. <laughs> I, I was seeing the past and, like, in... in I'm going to share this. Then. In my mirror, I could see... Um, an, an event that I was at with me dancing and a party that I was at with my first husband. I could see it in the mirror. And then I'd see my son in the doorway as he was when he was a 14-year-old. And it, there was just all these weird things. And it was like I was, I was yeah, tapping into something else. <laughs> so maybe recesses of, of my brain I didn't know were there. But it's quite a scary experience. Yeah, I'd rather just stay away from substances and do with my supplements. <laughs> It's quite painful, and, isn't it? And that's what I mean, like, what you make out of these experiences. And so going back to spirituality, you know, why I mentioned so far as finding my voice in the Sandy Alves was um, I came across a, a substance called um, a DMT. And started experiments, you know. Is this the plant medicine? Yeah, plant medicine, yeah. Mm. And uh, it was from that everything just started to make sense so far as the experiences I had in life and what have you. Uh, it was another catalyst as to the reason why I wrote the book. I mean, one of them being, you know, I had this experience so far. It was felt like I just literally had a rebirth. Like I woke up and realized I'm alive, you know. And that was very surreal for me because I was like, for the first time, like, like, blimey, I'm taking this experience for granted for the fact I, I'm just aware that I can think and I can whatever. And I can, there's such a big world out there. I'm going to die. What the hell? Wow. I'm, I'm going to die one day. What the, what the hell am I doing? Yeah, why am I making it quicker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, so, it's a crazy thing about it as well. And I think that there are people that I know as, as well that have suffered with addiction whose biggest fear is death, but they're actually moving closer towards it very quickly. And so, you know, I was having these experiences. I've always been into quantum physics. I love metaphysics. And I put two and two because I love, for example, CERN. There's a, there's a company over in Switzerland. They've uh, been conducting experiments for a long time now. They self-profess on their website that they, uh, they, they've got a TED talk about it. They openly admit about opening up portals and teleporting to different dimensions, speaking to, uh, to entities and what have you, you know. This is a, this is a sign. There's another guy called Miku Kaku that I love to follow. And uh, he talks about us as a species and uh, as a human species, as it stands, we are type zero. There's three types of ev evolution. That the only sign that you've seen of type zero of type one is communication, our internet. That we, we are at a pinnacle time in our lives where we're either going to make it to type one or we're going to destroy ourselves mm. because of weapons and what have you and, uh, and how, to, how to control the energy that we make, right? I suppose. I mean, how do you contain it without it? <laughs> you know, um, so that was really fascinating. But he talked about as well. Um, he, he's got he's got a theory called string theory. He's uh, he's our he's our modern day Albert Einstein. And he talks about that there's up to 12 dimensions that we can measure. And that's from only the equipment that we have. And um, he, he's, 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 he's got this hypothesis he described so far as a reality that we're in, which is the 3D. And so he does it as follows, like this is type, this is the 1D plane, that's 2D plane, and 3D plane, there's just like another piece of paper and it's just a, a different 
perspective of 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 uh, of of matter and what have you and here we are in a 3d plane but then it was another article that i read up about uh, following that by miku kaku and obviously everything i've shared so far is absurd as well that us as a species as well that we are the bravest of souls that we came here to have an experience and in this 3d plane it's the only plane where we can feel we can the only place where we can have sex uh, have ice cream. This is a, the, the the place that we come where we feel the density of all the emotions. And uh, and the reason as to why we're the bravest of all souls that come here, because it, it feels, it's, you know, the contrast of all the feelings, you know, some of them are unbearable, you know. Mm. And and then the, the hypothesization that, you know, we're souls having a human experience and uh, we came here through free will and we actually contracted each other, you know, that through this theory that me and you, Actually, before we came here as a, as a human soul, as, as humans, me and you already had this plan. So Yeah, I've, I've had a soul contract reading and I have to tell you, I had it December 2020. And when I had it, I'd already just launched the podcast. But right. when I read it, it told me why I launched the podcast. Because when I went through it, 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 it showed me my whole life, <laughs> all the drama I've been through, the other side of that. And that my big theme was I'm the connector. I'm here to connect people. Because, <laughs> like, well, that's why I've got a podcast, isn't it? Now it all makes sense. Wow. But since I read that as well, that gave me such confidence when I was then asked because, because I realised, you know, there's there's so much more to this than we can even probably get our heads around. Yeah. And and that's another reason I think it's really important to, to go more with your intuition, learn how to tap into your intuition because yeah. the, the logic... And the thinking mind can just get us in trouble. (laughs) You mentioned the word sex, and I'm going to go there. So in your book, I'm sure you mentioned sex addiction and porn. I'm sure that was mentioned. And you're one of the few people I've heard speak about this, well, write about this. And I'm pretty sure Mm. that since the internet came around Mm. and men could access born in, in that way at the touch of a button that mm. that has caused a lot of issues in relationships yeah do you want to share a bit about what you think about that and your experience of that you know because i've learned a lot about how our sexual energy is our creative energy so so here here comes the thing of if you've got an addiction like that going on that, that you've got no motivation to be creative and be yourself and, and create the things you came here to create. Yeah. So that can stop you from being able to achieve the things you came here to as well as, as all of the other stuff. It's all so interlinked, all of these cross addictions as well. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know, we're Sorry, is that? A... <laughs> no, because it really, because it's exactly what you said. It really is all intertwined. And, you know, uh, there's something I've only in the last few months. So, look, I, I hope I don't, I, I don't mind saying by now, one thing I'm trying to practice is to not self-indulge. And there's reasons to it. One, one thing that you, you mentioned so far as semen retention, it's where your power is. That's, it's the energy that creates uh, another human being, you know. It's, uh, it's a powerful force of, of life. It gives life. It really is a sacred experience, really. I mean, it wasn't particularly, you know, I sup- the, uh, there's a pleasure, pleasure element of it, but it's only be- it's only, I think it's only because of the connection, you know, and uh, the, the experience, their level of intimacy and, and expression, you know. And it's not something to self-indulge, and which comes from 
instant quick gratification, what have you. It could be as well troubling, you know, it can cause health issues for men. And I mean health issues as well for young men so far as confidence is, is concerned, self-esteem. Because if you're giving yourself instant self-gratification and as well with the technology that we're now able to look go online, you know, and with all the kinks, all the perversions, you know, all the all the things that we're learning to, to feel like it's, it's, it's normal, you know, with some of the, like I said, some of the, 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 the perversions to then bring that level of expe- expectation you know which is another is another thing that doesn't help so far as us as a species having our level of expectation thinking that somebody can fulfill your needs that's another subject anyhow oh god you would have to talk out hours about this but then for, for a man he's, he's you know a young man to have the confidence to approach another lady uh, another girl you know but because of this instant self-gratification you can just go back home and uh and that's it so yes you know that guy would perhaps like her to have a girlfriend in the same other but you know meanwhile he's, he's he's shy and he never confronts himself he never challenges himself like yes i'm gonna go speak to that girl you know i've been trying for weeks now but you know because he is at home with instant gratification it just uh you kind of lose your manhood so to speak you know yeah you know the, the, the sex for me the the drugs didn't help you know i share a, a really difficult uh, it was difficult for me at the time to just really be open uh about my experience but it was about my experience when i first did it and uh you know uh, after that it just felt like i was just wearing more uh, I, I mean i always was always had the feeling like i was seeing life through uh, through stained glass but after that experience like i was just really numbing myself and it's no wonder i probably spiraled out of control even more because i was just constantly escaping you know i had no friends uh you know i was going through a bad break i had nothing going on for myself and i led myself to believe this was the most fun thing to do what else was Antonio going to do? What he was? It's that dopamine thing as well, there isn't there? There's that that chasing the dopamine. That's why people are, are addicted to social media as well, because that feeling of that you're connected to someone. If you're not, you know, there's nobody around you. Yeah. You get a dopamine hit, and it's it's yeah. it becomes like your brain is seeking more and more of yeah. that. And then I, I've heard a heroin addict talk about this before that. After coming off of heroin, nothing was exciting in sex anymore. Nothing could excite it anymore. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that it didn't matter. Even you know the most <laughs> exciting thing out there would not. So that ruins your sex life as well. Ruins, ruins your wow. relationships. Ruins how you can feel about other people and your expectations because nobody's meeting living up to them so there's just all of this stuff that goes on isn't there that, that messes up everything well here you go here you know that's am i talking t- about all of these things <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well you're talking with me you think they'll it? put the episode up <laughs> well here's a here's a uh, it, uh, I love that you just shared that with me because it means I can share this. You know, I think that was one of the pro- I think that was one of the the challenges because of um, because of the sensitivity, like your your sensitivity so far as uh, the the experience that we have, like for self gratification. I don't want to use a word technical reason for. We know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to get banned. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, yeah, the the the, the, um, the pleasure through the roof like a hundred times. It, 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 it stimulates you through the roof and um and when you go having some experiences which is like wow 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 oh my god oh my god oh my god you're constantly chasing that experience 
And then when it comes to, then to experiences that revolve around shame and hiding yourself and then, um, you know, lurking around the shadows, overlooking your shoulders, then um, sometimes you felt at times where I was a meerkat, I could never achieve an experience I was looking at achieve because that's what I mean. I was always looking over my shoulder. So then you constantly, yeah, you constantly never mind the addiction of the drug. Then you've got another dopamine receptor that's being fired and wired and, and wanting to be attended to. And um yeah, it got crazy, got crazy. Um, but I can I can understand with some of the people that mentioned they ruined their sex life because mm. uh, because of the 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 feeling is stimulates. Um, it's it's just um, yeah, your sensitivity is through the roof. Uh, I used to have this expression. It was as if uh, every stroke was an orgasm. <laughs> There's something that I came across as well with, through uh, my work with Mark about something called reward deficiency syndrome which in the usa this company are looking at because it's at the roots cause it's all about the dopamine and it's at the root cause of most mental health problems and addictions which is um, is worth looking at reward deficiency syndrome if you want to go and look at what that is okay and and the listeners not just you (laughs) right you you have been advertising that your uh, a coach now as well so have you got any spaces and who 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 are you coaching how can you help them so i help with anyone that's got destructive uh, habits really uh, and want to improve the quality of their life you know whether they you know feeling like they're lost feeling like they're existing gonna want to speak to it's really interesting that you asked that question and me trying to answer it as well um i'm still like my so far as my core values are concerned they're so diverse and so am I. I just literally yesterday updated my 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 bio, but I put it back. Um, I, I literally put on my bio that um, a day in a life is somebody that, you know, got tired of existing and said yes to living. But then um, I was actually talking to to my marketing coach and she was like, um, she was like, look, put it back because you, your message is not, not direct. And without what oh, I meant- Antonio, I could say some things about this. <laughs> I've been yeah. in all the the things that tell you to niche, but when niche. you are a person who has a lot, a shitload of skills that you can offer people of that are suffering with all sorts of things, and you are multidimensional, you've got a lot of heart and soul, and you're very yeah. spiritual. I I know this because of the groups that I'm in. We're all the same. We've all got all of these all of these things that we could be doing, and we would be too bored in a niche. If- Why well, here you go? My podcast, I was told to niche, I didn't. Uh, Mm. I cover quite a wide spectrum of topics on this podcast. I could have just gone down one topic and I don't think it would be as successful as it it is. Yeah, thank you for that. That, that It keeps coming up and and I guess the reason why I acknowledge there's a little bit of resistance me saying with my, with my, with my poe, with my bio when it came to like, uh, I help you squash your, your um, self-destructive behaviours and and drastically improve the quality of your life. And there's a little bit of resistance with that because I, look, I've just created an online business for the last couple of years. I came to be able to identify with my purpose and this and the other and and what it took really and the, the whole shadow work and everything. Thing. I I look predominantly this is where I'm at. The the aim was always just be that guy. I just that's where my heart is. My at the end of the my- day, people will come for you. I was compelled to reach out to you because you were showing up as yourself on on your TikTok. And there was lots of different aspects of you that I could feel. And mm. 
And you're the core of you, I think, because of the spiritual element as well, you're going to be attracting people who are, who need to bring back the spiritual element into their, or maybe they haven't, they've got no connection at all. Religious trauma has affected many people. I used to be a Catholic. (laughs) Affected me, affected me. (laughs) So, you know, a lot of people are lost. So there's so many things that, that you could help them with. And I know I, I've been caught up in all sorts of, you know, jumping into all sorts of coaches, marketing coaches, business coaches who are nothing like me. And mm. so so they can only teach me what works for them. What works mm. for them doesn't work for me. I've tried it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So so always be um tap into who you are and your intuition about something. I think I think this has been a bit, even my coach who is absolutely brilliant a brilliant spiritual coach there are some things that she said to do that mm-hmm. I know are not for me. Mm-hmm. So so there's a, you've got to use a lot of discernment in this online yes. world because a lot of people will try and sell to you how you should be doing something that is not you. And Which then you end to- up stuck in resistance and mm. and get no clients. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a really interesting conversation. Look, and uh, to to clarify the question that you've asked, the aim and the pursuit was always to just be that guy. The other, through my example, the other people can feel like they can confide in me. Reach out, have a conversation. Um, I've got a, a, a full set of questions which helped help me at the very beginning. Uh, it was uh, something that I'm I'm grateful for that I was blessed with in my through my yeah through my spirituality, which was literally um, as if. Uh, are manifested before my own eyes. And this is something that I offer for my clients to just ask them straight off the bat. Anybody who feels like they need some support and help and want to reach out and want to work with me. It's basically getting getting them through this visual of what it would feel as if you you manifested before your own eyes, you know, and had a conversation with yourself for the first time, you know, and asked, how can I be of service? How can I support you? You know, what areas of your life would you like help with? Um, how can I love you? And And basically getting your back to self where, like you said, I, I, you know, a lot of the things that I've, I've gone through life and whatnot and whatever worked for me might not work for you. But what will work for you is to introspect and ask the questions that you're avoiding and you're distracting with yourself with all these, you know, these things that we consume and, uh, and to start asking yourself the questions because we all know the answers. I knew the answers 10 years ago. I knew that I wasn't good, doing a good thing. I just wasn't asking the right questions. Neither was anyone else. No, you didn't have that knowledge then, did you? Or the right people around you, which, you know, when you look at the systems in place in in the UK for addiction, they're not good. What needs to happen? I've sort of watched this a lot. And I know that Mark was working in the industry of rehabilitation for 20 odd years and watched people come around the system 30 odd times, one person, with still, you know, still no result at the end of it. So... I think we need to be open to looking at this a completely different way. Because look at the amount of money that gets wasted as well in the NHS because of addiction, because we're not getting to the root causes of it. I think everybody needs a therapist. <laughs> everybody needs to go through therapy. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah. It's nice to just open up. And again, look, I'm grateful for this journey. I'm really grateful because, you know, for me, the hard way. I learned that the most important relationship there will ever be in is, is yourself. The most important projects you will ever work on is yourself. And so far as with what you mentioned about not believing in anything, God, if you will, the universe, um, something higher than ourselves. It's no wonder we have a hard time believing in ourselves and everyone else. So through what I learned really was simple as this. 
you know, like, uh, how can I take care of you if I don't take care of myself and I don't take care of my belongings? How can I love you if I don't love myself and I don't love my belongings, my surroundings? How can I respect you if I don't respect myself and don't respect my surroundings? It's all part in play. And it also and, and also believing in something higher than ourselves and, and having a uh, and seeing ourselves from a high expectation. Another conversation, being connected with your innocence, your inner child, you know. And it's no wonder. I mean, again, like if you can't, if you don't believe in something higher than yourself, then how can I believe in you? How can I believe? In, um, and he believes, again, look look why sometimes we have confrontation and we have arguments with one another because going back again, because I don't believe in something else higher than me, I as well can't give you the benefit of the doubt, basically. Yeah. And I think if you suffer, if you struggle with um, <sighs> the God concept or the universe, another tool that I um, have chosen or, or given to people is to remember that we're part of nature. Nature yeah. is a higher, higher thing yeah. than you. Look at the beauty of nature and the way things work so naturally. But we interfere with that, don't we? <laughs> so we interfere with our own nature. We're not in the environment that, that we should be in because we're in houses with central heating and all of the stuff. We're cutting ourselves off from nature all the time. So even yeah. just being able to tap into nature more if you struggle with there being a God or anything higher, remember that you're part of nature. I mean, this Aww. is this is a podcast that mentions spirituality, so I think a lot of people are already seeking that. But, if you know, if you just connect with nature more, more plants in the house, get outside a bit more, it's all, it's all relevant, isn't it? So, Antonio, where can people find you if they want to come and connect with you? Wow, how can you connect with me? I'm in a beginning stage. Well, I've already created a website, it's, uh, but I'm still working it out, as you can imagine. Um, just trying to deliver as best value as I can, make it as professional as I can. Well, mine is still a work in progress because it changes <laughs> right. constantly because I am not a niching person. <laughs> <laughs> Great word you use there. Perfect. Yeah, work in progress. Um, is uh, is um, www.u uh, forward slash volve, which is v o l v e uh, dot co uk. You can uh, reach me out there. There's a contact form. Uh, should you like to invite me? If, uh, should you like to work with me? Invite me to a podcast, have a conversation, work with me one to one, what have you? Or you can contact me on Facebook under Antonio D'Souza. I'm quite visible. You'll be able to see a, a banner, and you said the most important relationship that will ever be is pretty loud. Uh, is yourself I mean the, the band is loud <laughs> did you say I was loud then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah reach out to you you know and uh or just go outside like like you said Katie just go out to mother nature and just whisper my name Antonio well I I didn't need to do I'm that you just landed you. <laughs> on the TikTok feed so I think you're everywhere <laughs> a yeah, bit like me is there anything else you'd like to share with us today before we leave yeah I'd like to share this I've been breathing into this for a while and it's something that um, I'm really grateful for. I've got two children myself. Um, I'm really honoured for this journey I'm on. It's been really hard. As you, as you, uh, for, for, for the audience, I guess, to read my book, you'll, you'll come to understand how much courage this is taking. But I'm very grateful and for one of the following reasons. I've started to come to more to engage and be conscious to, to bring attention to myself so far as who am I deciding to be you know and more of the awareness I don't think we bring it to the attention so far as that we've got a beginning we've got a middle here we are at the middle and there's an end as well you know 
and just to make the most of life. Don't take it for granted. I, I've taken it for granted for a long time. Ourselves and, uh, you know, all the, so many aspects to ourselves that we take for granted, you know, for the fact, I mean, this phone, for example, how many of us like actually sing praise? Like, oh my God, this phone's amazing, you know? And and my laptop wasn't working before we came on, was it? No, it, it was freezing and we've got this episode nearly done. We've done it. <laughs> yes, we, yes, we did. Yeah, we did. I was, I was, uh, I was having a little nap when, when, I, when actually I laid down. Um, <laughs> um, but where I'm getting at is I've got two children and I feel like I'm the best father ever. Uh, I never, I used to always feel guilty and I'm proud to now feel like I'm a great dad, you know? And with that, it was one of the realisations. I've only had, I, I had, I had this realisation a, a little while, but it's only just dawned on me yesterday, really, which I'm now going to be com- completely committed with. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's the following which I can now share my children and uh, I really want to spread this around and share with everybody uh, as a challenge, basically. You know, no one person wakes up in the morning and says to themselves, you know, today I'm going to have an awful day. I mean, how can I make today the worst ever? And without what I mean to say is none of us, you know, wake up with bad intentions, wanting to have an argument, you know, uh, be stressed, stressed out and, you know, sh- stress or alarm anyone or at that go through, you know, whatever challenge and, and stress that can occur in the day. But where I'm going with this is, you know, I, I started to feel into that and realise I know one person really, or at least I could speak for myself, would wake up in the morning, kiss yourself in the hand, you know, and, and say, hello, beautiful. You know, first thing in the morning is you wake up and, and affirm, have the, you know, have the best day ever. You absolute legend, you know. So that's something I'm starting to do. And I'm, I'm glad I can introduce that, introduce that to my children to, you know, be their biggest friend. First thing in the morning, like, uh, saying hello to yourself, you know, and wishing yourself a good day. There's something in the spiritual community, as you well know, like we call it affirmations, you know, and already setting the intentions for the day. I'm grateful for this, you know, uh, for a lifetime of picking out my flaws, you know, being so hard on myself, all the illusions of I don't fit in and this ain't the other and rah, 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 you know. You know, I, I really believe that our purpose for, for being here you know, for, for living in the first place is just, uh, you know, be part of this organism, which is life, the, the, the you know, the mother nature and the same other. And that's to contribute, that's to, to, to give, you know, we're here to, you know, package ourselves and, and create the best version of ourselves and give it away for free, you know, add value to the world. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's sad and I understand for a long time, you know, myself, I was, you know, uh, it's understandable and um, it really is true. I believe it was Rumi, right? We're all here to just uh, lead each other one, uh, lead each other home. So, yeah, exactly. And the name of your book again before we leave, because it's out on Amazon now, isn't it? So they can go and search it on Amazon. Yep. It's called The Lockdown on Self Love. Thank you yeah. very much. Thank you. Yeah. Bye for now. <laughs> Bye for now. Thank you for having Thanks for listening to the Soulful Valley podcast. I trust that you will have heard something today that you were ready to hear and that it's made you feel a little lighter, more aligned and connected with your soul's purpose and you have been reminded of who you really are and the true nature of the power that you hold within you. My aim for this podcast is to bring love, light, wisdom, raise consciousness and ease suffering. If you've enjoyed the show, Go back and listen to some of the back catalogue of previous episodes. 
subscribe, follow, rate and review so that you're notified when new episodes drop in and share this podcast with anyone that you think it may help to listen to. You can connect with me at soulfulvalley.com and if you scroll to the bottom of the website, there are links to my social media platforms.